Good job, Tom. You just got your full I joke cut out. I ruined it. All right, that's what I do. I can't wait till you die. It's going to be heart-wrenching. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez, I'm crow. Welcome back to some sweet side action. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. Hey. And once again, we are coming to you this week a little bit shorthanded, but that's why we do our little sweet side action, our fun little fling. (laughs) Boy. (laughs) You sure know how to woo a lady, Matt. But yes, we are continuing our sweet side action side story for our Swiss Army Scorpion podcast. This week, we are down our... Normally, fearless leader Alex, along with the diseased Joe, but we did keep the diseased Tom. Yep, I'm here, and I'm queer. Oh, wait, nobody knew that yet. Well, they do now, and it's staying in. Tom, we all knew that. (laughs) Oh, and I'm sick. But yeah, along with our diseased Tom, we also have our healthy Nick and our, you know, Andrew. (laughs) I'm not healthy or sick. I'm just that guy. <laughs> no, there's a there's a rumor being spreaded by unnamed sources. Joe and Ariel yes. <laughs> spread like the sickness <laughs> that the sickness came from the meager child. So it absolutely did. Right. But you cannot get mad. You you're not allowed to wear seal flavored pants and then go swimming and complain about shark attacks. That's true. Like, he was like, oh, I was like, hey, guys, we're sick. <laughs> oh, see, they don't like, say that. Within seconds of the trip, was like, yo, Andrew, let me hit that vape <laughs> the entire trip because mine's broken. You don't know. It's, okay, it is technically my fault for getting him sick. Sure. But, I mean, you did he may him. as well have stuck his tongue down my throat. <laughs> see, that he conveniently <laughs> leaves that part of the story out. Of course he does. Because that's the damning yep, evidence. Yep. <laughs> so Andrew's so. the poor framed guy. Yes. So we have a sick Tom, we have a healthy Andrew, or we have a healthy Nick. Not that healthy. I am getting over the cold. (laughs) We have a diseased Tom, a healthy Nick, and a framed framed Andrew. My good name besmirched. (laughs) We begin today's episode like we've began every sweet side action. The three of you find yourselves awakening in your containment units. As per normal, you don't have any limbs or bodies to speak of. But your consciousness expands to take in the world around you. And as usual, the first thing that you notice is the face of this wizened old elf peering down at you. I'd be worried if it wasn't. He's got his normal, welcoming, fatherly smile on his face. But if you look closer, you can see a tinge of maybe not quite anxiety, but something behind his eyes that you can't quite place. As per the usual... The wizened old elf opens up your containment unit and ushers you over to the awaiting forms. Laid out before you, there is a gnome, a human, a half-elf, an elf, and a goblin. Where do we go? I am drawn immediately to the gnome, and I zip into its body. Okay, excellent. How about you, Nick? So then, in that case, I feel particularly fond of the half-elf. How about you, Tom? Where are you going? I... Go into the elf. All right. Unlike your past instances, though, instead of ushering the two unused vessels back into that dark room, Father just kind of motions for them to go stand against a far wall. And they do so, and they just stand there motionless. Do I have locomotion yet? Yeah, you go into your body, and, you know, 
Father's going to kind of explain to you what's going on as you are acclimating yourself to your your new body, like getting used to how it moves. Can I pace over to the non-used bodies? Uh, sure. I want to poke around them a little. I haven't really had a chance to, like, check out a vessel that isn't occupied. Okay. I'll take that opportunity to check out my current vessel. Okay. Hands, feet, limbs, look down my pants. I think you did choose the only female, Nick. Ah. I was so fond of Mrs. T. Cooper. I figured I'd give another one a try. (laughs) Yeah, so as you guys are acclimating, as uh, Andrew is taking his vessel and looking around at the the two unoccupied ones, the wise and old elf takes the time to explain to you what your current mission is going to be. Well, my children, you've done very well these past few tests, and this time I've got something special planned. It seems the Order of the Palatine Eye and the Night Heralds have grown quiet, so it is time for me to test you in other ways. You will notice that your current forms are not nearly as strong as what you've been given in the past. This is by design. This current test is going to be much longer and is going to test how well you can adapt and grow in these forms. Wait, you mean I'm stuck in this thing? For a time, yes. It is not permanent, but you would probably do well to treat it as such for now. But I always die. Well, I would advise against that. We are going to test your ability to survive in hostile environments given nothing but what you have right now. And you all notice that you all have nothing. Like, (laughs) what? What? You have no armor. You have no weapons. Andrew has a small notebook with some spells written on it in his coat pocket. This is the first time I suggest that we hide behind the wizard. <laughs> no, protect the wizard. You have to protect the wizard now. You should I'm always your protect the wizard. Yeah, I'm your only cannon. <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be a test of how well you guys can survive the and scavenge and protect adapt. The protect the wizard. <laughs> But mostly protect the wizard. <laughs> Don't worry, Matt. We got it. <laughs> You're going to be sent into what I've come to know as the Rock. It seems my old friend Ramlock was quite busy before he died, and he imprisoned some strange creature deep within the Rock. I'm going to send you to the top of it. You're going to have to fight and grow and survive and work your way to the bottom. The only way out is going to be through the bottom of this complex, the bottom of the rock. I will be pulling you once in a while for examinations to see how well your forms and how well you're holding up in this long-term stress test, we'll call it. So, gather your wits, children, and gather round, and I will send you off to the rock. I'm Nicholas Cage. Oh, no. Every time he says The Rock, I keep thinking of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> well, of course you do. And then he's like, yeah, you got to go deeper the... into The Rock. And I just see him. <laughs> yeah, it's an inner space situation. Really gotta... He's got bowel cloggage, and you just got to clean it out. Perfect. Awesome. Because the rest of this storyline. The Rock's cold. Yeah, every time you say The Rock, all I see is that face with the eyebrow. <laughs> now that you've plunged yourselves deep <laughs> yeah, into stop. The Rock. <laughs> Not helping Andrew. <laughs> I don't think he's trying to help. The warm, moist environment of the rock's insides <laughs> oh embrace you in a fogginess. And now I'm just have fucking 
wrestling shit running through my head and all those catchphrases. All right, okay. back to the story, Matt. Yes. I'll keep my rock imagery to myself. Now I'm sharing it. <laughs> so yeah, he, he motions for you all to gather around once you've adequately prepared yourselves mentally because you don't have anything physically to prepare. Yeah, we know. So do you guys do so? Yeah. Yes. 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 What kind of question is that? <laughs> so, do you guys want to get ready or not, Matt? <laughs> like, no, I'm gonna go back in my containment field. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Teleport me when I'm not looking, like when I'm sleeping or something. <laughs> Make it thrilling. So, you guys gather around. He does his normal incantation. He waves his arms a bit, and the three of you disappear, and you reappear in a very dark enclosed dungeon. Up ahead of you, maybe 20 feet, you can see a like a portcullis with a torch shining next to it. If you look on the map, that's that orange dot right next to it. That's a torch. You're in this what, 15 by 35 room, or 15 by 25 room, and like I said, there's the torch maybe 20 feet ahead of you, and just dark shadows in these alcoves off to, off to either side. Is there a rock or anything around? Uh, give me perception rolls, please. Okay. Oh, I got a 20. <laughs> I got an 8. So you guys look around. Oh, actually, before we even get to that, let's start with a uh, little introduction. What what are your characters? Now that you're in this dungeon, you've got a little time. You've got to uh, take some time to, to figure yourselves out. Tell me about your characters. We'll start with Andrew. What are you? This vessel is Jamjop Shalalbet. <laughs> the, the names are I am a sometime. gnome, obviously. <laughs> And a wizard. I fancy myself a bit of a budding historian. And I'm smart, but not too smart. Not pretentious smart, just smart. No, just smart enough to go, I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Nick, what did you pick? I picked a paladin. So I am the fighter of the night. And uh, my name is Eleanor Elasor. So you can just call me E. And yeah, I'm a paladin, so I do holy righteous things. Bit of a what are you a paladin of? Caden Kalian. Caden Kalian. Now that's an interesting one because normally paladins have to be lawful good, which also means they need to align with a deity that is lawful good. Caden Kalian is chaotic good, which brings up a bit of a difference with the way that second edition is being run paladin is being altered so it's not just a champion of law and righteousness it seems that paizo is moving in a direction where the paladin class is going to be almost phased out and instead you're going to get a class that is still the champion of a deity but your deity options are not going to be limited to the three lawful good gods i agree you can be a paladin of Caden Kelly, and you can be that paladin of freedom, that champion of freedom, rather than just the champion of law and order like it used to be. And I, for one, think that's a really cool change and long overdue because paladin has been pigeonholed for a long time. Yes, I'm definitely looking forward to playing a paladin that doesn't have to always do what's right and can have a bit of more of a mind of his own, her yeah. own. All right. So, Tom, tell us about your elfy self. Well, my elfy self is Syndrome Moonflower. And I'm not going to do a voice right now. I'm, I'm kind of hoarse. And if I tried to do like an elven voice, it'd just come out like really croaky. He is a rogue. 
and I have speed this time, so 35 compared to my 15 before. As your fighter last time. <laughs> yep. I'm apparently quite the acrobat, uh, and I'm pretty dodgy about things, so... I'd... So, typical rogue. Yeah, just the typical, basic rogue. Okay. So, now that you guys have fairly introduced yourselves, you are looking around this room, and Sindral and Elora. You guys aren't really seeing too much. You're looking around, but the way the torchlight is dancing around and has the shadows playing and whatnot, it makes it kind of hard to see any details around. He's just It looks like you're in a locked room. You can't even find how to open this gate right now. But, Jam Job, you're looking around, and the first thing you notice is that it's there seems to be a bit of a mechanism behind the torch that seems to be pressure-activated, like, you get you would assume that with your intelligence that removing the torch will open the gate. But while you're also looking around, you notice back in this corner that there is a stone in the wall that looks out of place. It looks like it should be a smooth stone wall and there's like one rock sticking out of it that seems like it shouldn't be in a smooth stone wall. Alright, I'm gonna say it's a weird fucking rock. I'm going to touch it. All right. When you touch it... Is it wiggly? It is wiggly. You find that you can press it. I'm going to do yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to yeah, do I'm, it. I'm going to say, uh, I'm gonna say uh, guys, this wall's got a button. And then I'm going to press it. Okay. You should probably press it. Uh, on it. <laughs> two steps like ahead, boss. <laughs> so when you... Pr- I'm standing next to you. Yeah, I know. I did. <laughs> so when, when you press that button, the wall next to you slides open creating Ooh. another little alcove like so. I'm going to pull out my spell book. Okay. And I'm going to cast light on it. Okay. And I'm going to walk into the room. Okay. I'm going to follow. The mission is protect the wizard. That's what I'm going to do. Well, like I said. I yeah, I, I look back to see who's following. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, good. yes, let's go." This is great. Well, like I said, adventure. It's a very small alcove. Like it's not like a whole room. It's literally just this little five foot square alcove, just a little spot to walk into. But uh, <laughs> I guess I should have looked at the image <laughs> before we formed a marching order. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You think I'm still not gonna follow him in there? What if something goes know, wrong? Fight. All right, so we're we're all up in each other's <laughs> stuff. What's in this little alcove? Uh, inside the little alcove, you find like a little nook in the wall, like a little shelf, like carved into the stone of the wall. And on that shelf is sitting a small dagger and a small pouch. What's in the pouch? You open it up. You take a look inside. Give me a knowledge nature check. All right. I will examine the dagger while he's looking at the pouch. Yikes! Natural one. <laughs> I have no idea what this is, so I'll show it to other people. Okay. So anybody know what the hell this is? Yeah. So Elora and Sindra, I'll give me knowledge nature checks. Oh, yeah, I got a negative two in this. So what do you know? <laughs> nice. Well, this actually makes sense that the paladin would know this. You recognize these herbs as the key ingredients required to uh, to make healing potions. KFC. Ah, I thought it was KFC. <laughs> thought it was 11 herbs and spices. I've seen these before. <laughs> these are uh, usually pretty standard ingredients in potions. Oh, excellent. Do you know how to make potions? Not a clue. Do I know how <laughs> to make potions? Take a look at your character. You just might. And nothing says the word potion, so I'm guessing no. All right. 
I say, well, maybe you should hold on to it then. Sure. I'll look at uh, Sindral and I'll say, do you want a dagger? Yeah, I feel like I'd feel better with one. Much better with one. I look at E. E, do you do you mind? No, she can take the dagger if she wants. I'll uh, pick up the dagger and on my way out of the little alcove. There was nothing else in there, right? Nope. No, just a just a little hidden spot with some some stuff to help you out early on. On my way by, I will hand the dagger off to Sindral as I mention. Let me go check out that torch. Okay. So you head over to that torch for you quickly notice that it has uh, definitely like a mechanism behind it. And Ooh, you think that I... removing the torch would trigger the mechanism. I clap my hands a little in glee and do a little jump. This place is a wonderland. And I pull the torch out if I can reach it. <laughs> you can. You gotta get up on your tippy toes, but you can reach it. I grunt with far more emphasis and exaggeration than need be. You pull the torch out, and you can hear just the different mechanisms clicking and gears turning, and you see the portcullis in front of you just kind of, like, wind up, so it's no longer barring your path. Fancy. I'm going to go into the center of the room, back because the party's back there. I'm going to hold the torch out, offering it to one of them, and say, somebody want to go first? I guess I will. I keep waving the torch till somebody takes it. I'll go let the guy with the dagger go first. Yeah, I would too. But I'll go in front of the wizard. I'm going to basically meat shield this, since I don't have a weapon. Secret service, take a bullet for the wizard. The whole mission is save the wizard. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to die anyways. At the hesitation, I'm going to hand the torch to Sindral and say, and say, here, you're in charge of this light. And I'm going to keep my book lit just in case. Okay. The, the light spell is, mm-hmm. I don't know if we've cast it yet with the sweet side action, but in second edition, the no. light spell casts light in a 20-foot radius like a torch, and it lasts for one day or until dismissed. And I can extinguish it at will. Yep. I can also extinguish it by casting it on another object. Right. Yeah, that would It work. will distinguish the original and put it on the new object. Is it a cantrip? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's actually the whole reason why I did that first search was because I wanted to pick up a rock so I could cast light on a rock instead of my book. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. (laughs) All right. So the pathway is open and Sindral is in the lead, correct? Yup. I assume dagger in hand. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you you walk down the hallway. You get about 15 feet before it turns to the right. And you head down a little further. And you can see another door barring your path. With this one, though, it seems fairly simple. There is literally a lever on the wall next to it. Can I use perception to see if, like, this might be a trap? Go ahead. Do I use perception or do I use... Yes, like, it's perception. Okay. That's a four. The lever does not appear to be trapped. I've got to pull it. Okay. You pull the lever and the... Just like the portcullis, the door just kind of, like... You hear some gears turning and whirring and the door just kind of, like, gets pulled up into the ceiling and your way is clear. Okay. So... You continue? After me. So you head down, and the path kind of zigzags a little bit ahead of you. So you mentioned earlier that the walls were like a smooth stone, mostly? Yeah, there's there's like a little bit of like work stone in it, but it's mostly, it seems like it's literally like been carved out of a big rock. Okay. I noticed that my character says budding historian, so I'm going to start to play that up. Does this mean anything to me? Do I recognize the architecture, the the fact that there are like... Everything seems to be very hidden and designed with a purpose. Does this ring any bells to my character? 
Uh, give me a lore ancient history check. Okay. That's a that's a ten. Oof. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking back, and your vessel has some vague memories of the name Ramlock that the elf mentioned before he sent you guys here, and you remember from your last mission that Ramlock was an old friend of the old elf, and you remember hearing, seeing like vague manuscripts about Ramlock imprisoning some great dangerous creature in the depths somewhere, but that's about all you can remember right now. All right, I won't say anything then. I'm just going to keep mulling it over and looking around. Okay. I, I try to hand over the torch to Ia. It's just like, I feel like I might be better kind of, if I'm going to be out front, I feel better like kind of stalking around versus uh, me having this torch. Plus, it could be used as a weapon in some degree. Are you saying you want to go ahead and scout, scout ahead of us? Not necessarily. Like, if I'm, like, walking into I a I mean, room, I'll take the torch from you as okay. I say that. It'd be more for the purpose of uh, me being able to kind of sneak around enemies and not having to worry about dropping the torch. It's it's hard to sneak in the shadows when you're carrying the light source. And again, the light source is a 20-foot reach. Right. You're still in the light source. But you also shadows. haven't found any enemies yet, so... If you look, there's this another little alcove that you're walking past. As you're walking past it, you kind of peer in, and as the torchlight kind of rounds the corner and bathes the place in light, you can see what appears to be like a small length of wood and what appears to be like a crumpled, well, it looks like cloth on the ground. Dagger kind of like at the ready, just in case. I push forward. I go to pick up the cloth. Uh, Once you get closer and get a better look at it, you realize it's actually leather, not cloth. And as you pick it up, it seems to be... A leather overcoat, like a leather hauberk. Oh. Functionally, you just found one set of leather armor. No, we don't, but if I... Nice. E, would you, uh, would you want this? Uh, that's cute, honey, but, uh, I tend to prefer something with a little bit more oomph to it. As you go ahead and enjoy that leather. As opposed to to the nothing you have on now. The, uh, (laughs) just, like, t-shirt you're wearing now. (laughs) I have the holy protection of... Caden that Caleb. guy I pray to, yeah, Cadence. We're boys. <laughs> that dude who I, yeah. I'm totally he got my back. <laughs> if right. he's so opposed to not wearing it, I guess I uh, put it on. Okay. And that that piece of wood that's sitting there is functionally a club. Now that seems a little more my speed. You guys continuing on down the hallway. Yep. Okay. So the the hallway just kind of winds around and continues southward a little bit, and then it turns left. So you're heading east again. In this hallway, you are going to come across a pressure plate, or what appears to be a, yeah, a square plate that that seems to be slightly (laughs) raised out of the ground. You would recognize that this is obviously a a pressure plate of some kind, but you're not sure what the mechanism is that it, what it does yet. Well, all the button pushing has worked out pretty good for us so far, so... Who's pressing the button, though? I hop on the the button. front presses the button. All right, Sindral, you stand on the button, and the door in front of you opens up. Okay, Mr. President, it looks like it's clear. <laughs> All right, you guys go through. You're letting them walk past you to go through? No, why don't just why don't you just step off the button first okay. and see what happens? I step off the button and see what happens. Which direction do you go? Back. I step backwards, not forwards. Okay, when you step backwards off the off the plate, the door slams closed again. 
does it look like a painful kind of close ah. or does it look like a you wouldn't want to be caught underneath it when it closes but you don't think it would be fatal either was it like a slow or was it like a what are you scared <laughs> boy i step in front of him and i step on the button assume the door opens the door back opens up. back up i turn around and i say come on boy get your wits about you we have to protect this man and I step forward. As soon as you step through the door, it shuts behind you. Oh, okay. So then I step on it. Okay, and it opens. And I'll yep. pass through. I'll say, here, <laughs> yep, let me Mr. pass. President, it's all up to you. Yes, oh, Mr. Yes. President. And then once Andrew's character makes it through, I kind of, like, budge my way forward. Go ahead and give me... Uh, no, you're fine. You, you go through fine. I was going to say. I was going to have you like, give me like a, a thing to dive through, but I let Nick go right through, so I guess I got to let you. All right, so we've got the next right little down. area here. Uh, as soon as you step through the door, you notice that there is a small path off to your right and a, another path that kind of like, you know, zigzags a little off to the left and then continues east. Do I see anything? You want a perception check? 19. Nice. You turn this corner, torch in hand. And you immediately see the glinting of metal in uh, one corner of this room. You walk over and you take a look at it, and it appears to be a small brass key. Ooh. I pick it up and dust okay. it off. You also notice a couple of, you know, decent-sized rocks laying about. Not not like huge, but maybe like, you know, they would fit comfortably in the palm of your hand type of rocks. Mr. President, I found some <laughs> rocks if you're still looking for them. Yes. I find a nice palm-sized rock, I, and... I put the torch so it, it casts a good light on the rocks for... Mr. Oh, I wiggle my, li- my light up <laughs> Perfect. Don't worry, I, I, I've got the screen on on my tablet. I'll just shine it at what I'm looking for in the dark. So, e, e, I feel like, is taking so face value to protect the wizard that I'm just going to treat it like you are the president. I'm, like, your secret service, and you just don't really give a shit what I'm doing. But I'm all about yeah. trying to protect you. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you that I will be playing along as, well, I'm grateful that he's here to protect, or she's here to protect me. This is a little weird. But I'm into it. Like, I think I think overall my character would roll with the punches. Well, he hasn't questioned yeah. me calling him Mr. President, so. No, I mean, would no. you? Like, Nick, if, if the first time you met me, I just decided you were Mr. President I'm totally, and I protected yeah. your life, you'd be like, yeah, that is exactly. a good dude. Exactly. <laughs> After acquiring a delicious hand rock. <laughs> Maybe two if I'm feeling, you know, spicy. So yeah, you find this small brass key and some rocks, and that is all that is in this little side hallway. Where to next, gentlemen and lady? Um, well, this is a dead end, uh-huh. right? Well, I'll just say it this way. All right. Are you going to take the lead, Nick, or are you going to let uh, Sindral keep leading the way with his shiny new nah, crappy armor? I'll, I'll let him keep... Yeah, I'll let him lead the way with that crappy armor. I assume the forward. order. All right, all right. So you get to this. It seems almost like a donut-shaped room. It's oh man, I was gonna say <laughs> square donut. Maybe that's just the munchies, but I'm glad you're on the same it wavelength. Is. Although instead of just a hole in the middle, it's like a giant pillar. It's just like not a donut uh, at all. It's one of them are artisanal <laughs> donuts. The hole is on the outside, <laughs> and it's a tube. <laughs> And it's probably filled with mushroom gravy or something. <laughs> yeah. Savory donuts. That's, That's how they try to disgusting. get you. Heathens. It really does. It's the reverse donut. <laughs> the cylinder. So, we travel across the square donut yes. with a pillar in it. Um, you guys looking around on the far side, right over in here, you find a 
uh, a door, and in the wall next to it, you see what appears to be a an intricate brass lock. Oh, I go, how weird. I pull out this brass key that I just found. You should smack that key in there. Oh, I, okay. So I put it in, and does it turn? Yep, you put the key in, it turns, and then snaps off in your hand as the door opens. Uh, whoops. Well, at least the door's open. Jeez, you are strong. I guess so. I flex my Nomi <laughs> fingers. I'm going to uh, hang on to that broken... I... Now, in my head, I envisioned it had like a big loop on the back end of it. Yeah, that's probably reasonable. So now I just have a brass loop? You have a brass knuckle. A s- well, yeah, a knuckle, I would imagine. I'm imagining like a skeleton key that has that brass knob at the end, and then the end that has the tines that come down, that's the part that broke off. Yeah, and then I would have the big circle piece of brass on the end. Yeah. I was just imagining that circle piece being like a donut. Not a square donut, but a real donut with a hole in the middle. <laughs> Actually has like little brass sprinkles on it. Yes. Like raised. Right, either way. You could tell it was once pink. I'll just call it brass thingy. Okay. I'm going to keep that no, piece. Call it, call it brass donut. Okay. So you open it up and you find yourselves in, oh look, more hallways. I love hallways. This The door opens up. It goes maybe another five feet past, turns south for ten feet, and then turns back to the east before forking off to the north and south. Mm. Uh, roll perception checks when you get to that fork. 16. 13. Ooh, 19. You're all being very perceptive. Ooh. As you're approaching this fork, you can hear from the left or from the north, if you're picturing in your head, you can hear a faint sound of like squeaking and scrabbling, like uh, claws almost like scratching at the stone. You know, like claws walking on stone. Appears to be coming from the left. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna take my book under my arm and I'm gonna cast light on one of the the palm-sized stones and I'm gonna keep that in my okay. palm and I'm gonna throw the light rock into the corner of that square. Okay. Get some illumination up in this so bitch. You throw the rock about yonder. Yeah. Perfect. As you do, you can hear just this loud like as a giant rat mm. comes. Bounding out from behind that corner where it was hiding, and attacks you. Kill it. <laughs> Roll initiative. Kill it. Oh my god. Save the president. Save the president. Save yes. the president. Okay. So what do we got for initiatives here? Eighteen. Uh, Nick, what is your what is your perception bonus? I want to say a two. I think. Yes, it is a two. Okay. Sindral, you are up first. Sindral would. Uh actually like to try to hop onto the other side or kind of like roll to where the rock is okay uh go ahead and roll acrobatics to try and get past it seven yeah you fail to do so the thing just kind of sneers at you and snarls and gets in your way generally then i just go to stab it all right roll the attack that is an eight to hit and that does not do it you want, you want nope. to try that one more time? Yep. So roll attack two. Fifteen. Hey, wow, fifteen wow. hits. Five damage. All right, and go ahead and roll another 1d6, because this is the first round of combat. You have your surprise, was it surprise initiative or something? Yeah, surprise uh, attack. Yeah, so it's the first round of combat, so any creature that moves after Syndral is considered flat-footed against Syndral, 
and as a rogue, you get sneak attack against flat-footed opponents. So he dealt a base of five damage, and you get to do another d6 of precision damage. And that's a four for a total of nine damage. Ooh, that's a good chunk of damage. And then do I get that third attack, or is that my attempt to kind of, like, walk by? Yeah, your acrobatics attempt was one action. Got it. So you got your two attacks. Uh, next up is E, Alora. Uh, I can't actually take a, like get up and attack on the rat, right? Correct. You are being bottlenecked by Cinderella. Mr. President, I suggest yes. you stay back a little bit. There seems to be some sort of rodent disturbance up to the north. I'm going to move down to the south and make sure nothing comes up from us from that side. But be careful. Good plan. And I'm going to move up there. Good luck, Lord <laughs> Protector E. And I will take a do a perception check to see what I see down here. That's a 21. Okay. Well, ahead of you, you can see another one of those like portcullis gates blocking your way. And with that perception, you can notice a small button in the wall to the right. I push it. Nothing bad's happened yet. You push the button, and the yeah, the gate slides open, lifts right up. <laughs> Anything bad in here? All right, so you're just going. Well, I'm going to make sure there's nothing bad in here, and then I'm going to backtrack and get Mr. President. You're doing a forward sweep. Yeah. Tom's handling the rodent disturbance. I'm making sure we're all good up here so we can get Mr. The goal is to protect this man. We have to get him. Keep going. Everybody else dies first. Uh, their first time playing their character. If that happens, Tom, I'm going to consider this a <laughs> successful campaign. All right. So that's what you see so far. It seems to be like a small room, and you, you look off to your right, and you can see the hallway going further in that direction. All right. Yeah, I'm going to backtrack now. Mr. President. Mr. President. All right, you've taken like four actions now. Hold on, you've taken about four actions now, so your turn is going to end back here looking at I turned and I talked to him. I turned, I talked to him, and then I moved down. Press a button might have been a second action if you wanted to be. Yeah, and then you moved again. And my third action be running back? Yeah, my third action was to go back. No, your first action was to move to the button. Oh, you're saying... Your second action was to push the button. Your third action was to walk through. All right, all right. I understand narrative story here, but we have a battle to run. Now it is the rat's turn. It is going to attempt to take a nice giant bite out of Syndral. I'm going to do that uh, advanced or... Your nimble the, dodge? The nimble dodge the first round. Probably a good call. That gives you a plus two to AC against this attack. That's an 11 to hit. Nope. So he's going to try a second attack. Uh, this one does not have the nimble dodge. And that is an 18 to hit. It hits. Right. <sighs> he hits you for two damage. And I need you to make a fortitude save. Oh, I saw this coming. That's a 19. Okay, you are fine. And that brings us to... I keep wanting to call you Mr. President. Uh, <laughs> say it. I knew you did. Come on. You can You can also no, call me Mr. President if you want. All right. Mr. President <laughs> yes. is going to turn, turn around the corner, and I'm going to squirt out an acid splash on that. All right. Uh, roll rat. the touch attack. 12 to touch AC with a max damage roll. Uh, yep. 12 does not hit it. That takes a somatic so and verbal, two so and you that's step two actions. forward, which is an action also. Yes. Because I assume I have, I would have to step forward yes. to actually see the critter. Yeah, okay, yeah. So then I'll step in right behind, uh, yep. Sindral? Yes, Sindral. You shoot a little ball of acid at it, but it's kind of tough with Sindral in the way, so it just kind of splashes off the wall. No. All right, Sindral, back to you. 
sitting droll just keeps on going at it with his dagger. All right, keep hacking away. That's a 19 to hit. Yeah, that hits. That's you did seven cool. damage to it, which is enough to take it down. Woo! Yes. Told you that fight was over. <laughs> good job, Syndrome. Mr. President. You two do really good work. <laughs> I'm going to go retrieve my glowing rock, and while I'm at it, take a look around that okay. rat hole. You see, like, a little pile of filth in one corner, but there's really nothing else mm. of note here. Other than my glowing rock. I see you've dealt with the rodent issue. Well done. Expertly removed from life by Syndrome. <laughs> All right, so I assume you guys are going to keep going and check out this hallway. Yep, seems to be clear yeah. up here. Anything in this little cutout here? Uh, there is not. Right, yeah, just moving along then. With down the some... president demands we go investigate that top corner. <laughs> All right, yeah, go ahead. Use uh, yeah, you head down this hallway. It kind of oh, you, I... you, it branches off to the right to the north, and you can see. A doorway a little bit down the hallway and then it continues and turns up ahead and if you were to continue you notice a door ahead of you and then the hallway turns down to the south the order was check out that weird swastika corner okay oh. yeah <laughs> to the north all right so you go up there you turn that corner you look there and you can see another little you know couple of little rocks on the ground about the same size as the one andrew's using for a light and along with that you see another small little pouch. Oh. E, this looks like a, another one of those pouches. Maybe you can identify? I take a look inside. Inside, you find like a couple pieces of hard tack, like some some hard, like really hard crusty bread, a couple of pieces of like smoked meat. Like It seems like enough food to sustain one person for a little while. Looks like some rations for one person. I would say huh. split between the three of us, maybe a day or two. And that's all you find up there. Well, let's go investigate okay. this door. Door number right two. below us. So you walk up to the door, and it's another one of those, like, gated, um, like, it's a portcullis. So like, you can see through it, and you see this really short hallway here. And it looks like there's a, another pressure plate right on the other side. If you look down the hallway, you can also see there is another one of those, like, little shelves built into the wall at this far end. And you can see mm -hmm. a small object, a small metallic object kind of glinting in the torchlight there. Could we fit an arm through to push down the pressure plate? You probably could, but these portcullises are like, it's not just the bars straight down. They're also like crisscrossed with other bars so that like even like a oh, small person yeah, yeah. couldn't just squeeze through. It's more of a grate. Okay, than, I got I, yeah, more of a grate than right. a portcullis, I guess. Huh, how do we get in there? I say out loud. Well, we have a rock. We have a dagger. We have a few, have a few rocks. rocks. Let's go put a whole bunch of rocks Sounds on it. Sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> Let's this gather up all of the rocks up. and I I grab put the... them on the. I've told you I've been playing a lot of Zelda. Uh, <laughs> Let's gather all the rocks and put them on the switch. I grab the ones from the swastika go... corner. Almost oh, swastika sorry. corner. Good. Yeah, I bring the uh, the almost swastika rocks over. <laughs> I bring the rat. <laughs> Just stuff them in there. The rat is not going to fit through. I, I chop him fit. up until he does. Wow. Uh, you want to grab the rocks first there, Rambo? <laughs> so, yeah. There so, yeah. While, while Syndral spends the, the next half the hour right slaughtering a rat, you guys shove some rocks through this grate. And after maybe like four or five rocks, you, you can see the, the pressure plate starting to depress. And just like slowly, little by little, you can, you can see this portcullis just 
slowly, like gradually working its way up. I'm going to say uh, to Lord Protector E. Lord Protector E, as soon as you can, put a foot on that plate so we can hurry this along. I listen to the president. Okay. And I wanted to say, excellent work with help with the rocks. <laughs> my my honor and privilege, <laughs> President. There is nothing this dungeon can throw at us that we can't solve. I agree. We are unstoppable. I stand proudly and triumphantly as the gates rise slowly. <laughs> Am I doing a good job? A conqueror. Am I doing among a good men? job, Miss President? Just slowly sawing off the rat, Mister. <laughs> no, you're insane. <laughs> it's all for you. But I like your spirit. Feeling a little more cult than president with you. <laughs> a little more, a little more Fox News on your side. Yes, master. I assume I've had my foot on the pressure plate this whole time. Yes, yeah, so it lifts up like maybe a foot off the ground, and you can just stick your foot through and force it down the rest of the way, and the thing slides right up. If nobody else walks in, well, I assume he's not going to walk in. Although I guess he. I could. think I would have to walk um, in first. Well, no, if you stood on the plate, then we could all walk That's in. what I mean. I would or, have to go. All right, hold on. I got an idea. Do you want to check out the end of the hallway or not, Lord Protector? Um, well, I think I have to go in. We can all check it out. I just have to go in to hold the thing open I'll for you I'll go in before Mr. Pre- before Miss, Miss President, and I'll check it out down here. Perfect. And then you go in the middle. I'll wait here, then, because if something comes up, Lord Protector is right there with the old <laughs> flank. All right. Also, just before I forget, I am going to use this non-combat moment to cast Mage Armor, because it's also <laughs> all day. Look at you, so, you're a better <laughs> wizard armor. than Tom is after a year and a half. <laughs> that's that's why they call me after Mr. After full combat, <laughs> at least I do it in the middle of combat. Alright, so, uh, Sindral, roll me a perception check as you're heading towards this metallic object. Fourteen. You notice, as you're going, that there appears to be another pressure plate this one's kind of hidden but it's in that square there seems to be another pressure plate over here better stand on it (laughs) it's worked every other time uh does there look like there's any obvious doors no okay mr president he says he found a second pressure point we're gonna have him stand on it and check it out i'm gonna head down the hallway towards you i don't know if i'm gonna enter the room lord protector should i enter the room Let's let him step on it first and see what happens. Maybe jump over the pressure plate first and check out what that metal glint is, and then jump back over and activate the pressure plate. And that's why he's the president. If everything looks uh, together, then uh, yeah, I follow through with the plan. All right, roll acrobatics. 12. No, you're good. You hop right over the pressure plate and get over there. And now that you're standing right in front of it, that metallic object is... A key seemingly made of iron. Oh. I pick it up. Okay. I hop over the pressure plate. Okay. And uh, I, f- I found a key. It's your call if you want to activate it, but I have a feeling that's a nasty trap and not a happy door. Uh, I throw a couple of rocks at it. Ooh, yes. Yes. The rocks. All right. So from right where you are, you're just putting some rocks on it? No, 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 no. Like, I'm back at, like, the original pressure plate like pressure plate the first one yeah i'll go up here so lord protector can come out I, i'll do so from an obvious like point where i could like easily kind of like you know with my elven self like kind of stretch out as far as possible like well you're not fucking rubber man right but i can 
Yeah, at this distance, yeah. you're throwing rocks. Any closer, yeah. you're placing okay. rocks. Do you want to try tossing rocks on there, or do you want to get closer and make sure that you're putting them on there? I'll uh, I'll toss for now. We've also got you've also got a whole lot of rat carcass that I prefer you don't. Oh yeah, I could just kind of hook that just, entire just, beast at that. Just throw all your tainted <laughs> meat on it. Yeah, on gonna, yeah. All right, all right. So you you hook that rat carcass over there, and as it hits and just kind of wetly thumps on the ground, the floor right in between opens up, and you can see a large hole or pit in between what. Like in between the two pressure plates. Oh, sorry, is the f- the floor basically the just drops out, and you see like a big pit in front oh. of you. Oh, I kind of dip my head over the hole to see if I see anything. It goes far enough down that even with the torchlight, you can't see the bottom. Uh, can we just drop one of those lit rocks down there? I'll hand over the lit rock. It's a good plan. Okay. I pick up another rock I, and uh, cast light just... on it. <laughs> I, I am going to wait until the first rock is thrown, but I'm stating for the record that after the shenanigans are done, I'm okay. relighting my rock. What a weird <laughs> thing to say. All right. So, yeah, Sindral drops the, the rock light down this pit. You see it drop maybe 30, 35 feet before hitting the ground and kind of skittering away a little bit. You can still see the light kind of shining into the bottom of the pit, but you don't actually see the rock anymore. Like it hit and kind of bounced away a little bit. But as soon as it hits and the light starts shining, you can just see, like, swarms of rats just teeming across the ground. Oh, my there. God. So you've got a nice open pit, and you know there's rats at the bottom of it, and it is being held open by a rat carcass on the opposite side. Okay. That's not safe, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. President. Uh, let's go down. <laughs> I agree with your assessment of this scenario. <laughs> I am also ready to nope the fuck out. Let's You're go. pretty bright for a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm. I've decided I'm not gonna hold one mutilated rat carcass against it because it. That's fair. I'm giving We've all a been free there. pass on this one. I'm just. I'm gonna try not to judge this book. It did by happen to come in <laughs> Yeah, I can't complain when that utility belt of rat meat worked out. So, all right. So, I mean, we yeah. we should continue. Uh, oh, I see a door here at the end. Yep, you head down, you can see a a closed, sealed-off doorway here. It does appear to be <laughs> yeah. locked, but similar to the one you found before, there is a, an iron lock on the wall next to it. Ha! Huh. I know what to do with that. I take it off, and I put it in the door. Do I break this one off? You do indeed. I'm going to hold on to the iron donut. Okay. Add it to my... Oh, it's not an iron rat hole? No, no, this is an iron donut to go along with my brass donut. I like it. So now I notice we can go south and through this door. As long as we do both, gentlemen and lady, I leave the decisions up to you. No stone unturned, sir. (laughs) So you guys put this key in the lock and turn it, and half the key snaps off like the other one. But this door seems to be a little bit rusted, so it makes... A really loud, obnoxious, like screeching sound as it opens. When it starts to screech, um, I might like suck in air kind of fast and say, "Should we alert before we check out the rest of this area?" We've kind of just been exploring as we came along it. No, no, I've got a spell. Okay. I've got a spell. Okay. I'm going to approach the the squeaky door and I'm gonna cast grease <laughs> on its hinges. Yes. Well, the door's already opening. He's saying before we open it. 
I don't think we oh, would wait. know so that. So when you be... wait, when you, when you hit turn the, the key lock, in the lock, the, lock the key snaps off and the door just starts squealing as it opens from that. How quickly in terms of time would it take for me to cast Grease? Yeah, I believe it would take two actions. So like, you know, six seconds. Yeah, but where would you cast it to? Like, do we see the gears and stuff? Yeah, you would see them. I'm just thinking it, it, it might be... If this thing is opening slowly, it might be better to only have noise for a little under six seconds than the entire length of the door opening. Couldn't hurt. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to cast Grease as it starts to open and make okay. a whole lot of noise. So you cast Grease and uh, you see the door go... And then it stops as the Grease hits. <laughs> I turn my trucker hat backwards <laughs> that says WD-40 on it, and I crack my knuckles. So from the other side of this door, you can see this small hallway that leads down, and then it opens up into another room. But uh, any perception checks first, now that the door has quieted? I got a... Oh, my God. I got a 7. Oh, got a 6. What the hell? That's an 11. E, Alora, you can hear uh, very familiar, like, scrabbling and squeaking coming from that southern hallway. Sounds like a rat. Yeah, and you would assume that it was attracted by the loud screeching of the door before it got silenced. I think we should shut the door. I don't think we can. Well, ready or not, God. it's coming. So, yeah, everyone roll me some initiative. Okay. Ugh, I got an initiative five. That is some garbo stuff. I did the opposite. I got, an I got a ten. For this particular combat, Lord Protector E is up first. Well, not risking those rats getting into the hallway near Mr. President, I'm going to move up into the ha- the yeah, hallway. All right, well, there, you hear the sounds coming the from the south. Hallway. Oh, from down here? Yeah. Then I'll position here. If it's a fight they want, it's a bashing I'll give them. I guess I'll hold my two actions if a rat comes up to me. Okay. Well, yeah, let's see what he well, draws. Well, for in. now, that's all you see. You, like, you look ahead, and you can see the hallway like turns to the south again, but you can hear that scrabbling getting louder from okay. it. And now... When it's convenient. Well, now it is the rat's turn. It's what they rolled. Alora, as you're preparing, you see a, another large rat come bounding up this hallway and turn and charge at you. Yeah, I'm gonna give it the old one-two baparoo. Okay. Well, it's going to attack you. Uh, don't I attack first, because I held action. Uh, yes, you would. You Yeah, you readied your action, so you hit it. You attack it first. I'm going to see how it likes the taste of this club. Yeah. Oh, that's a 22 oh, to hit. Oh, shit. So that nice. is a hit. And I bash for six. Okay. And I'm going to take that second swing at it. Ooh. <laughs> and we're going to go the other <laughs> way with it, with a natural one. All right. So, yeah, you <laughs> you give it a good thump on the head the first time but fail to connect on the second one as it lunges at you with a bite and does an 18 hit you. Yup. So you're going to take three damage, and I need a fortitude save. 23. Yep, you're good. Woo! And he's going to come at you with another bite. Son of a bitch is going to bite me again. Nah, he fails this time. And now, from the other side of the door that you just opened, another rat comes charging in at Syndral. I'm going to do my... Dodge. Your nimble dodge? My nimble dodge. Alright, well the first one is a 9 to hit. Miss. He's gonna, it's going to be the second one. He's going to try that again. And that's a 12 to hit. Does not hit. There you go. Alright. Yeah, how about that? Let's see, next up is Syndral. You've got a rat in your face. going to stab it. Stab it. 
And then we're going to carve it up. Anything for Mr. President. Attack number one. Is 10 going to hit? Big 10 money. does not do it. Second attack. Four to attack. That's going to do it even less. Third one. Negative, negative one. What the hell? I uh, I really want to see what these rolls are. You can. You can look. You hover over the number. You rolled a five, a three, and a two. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wonderful. So, yeah. Syndral, apparently surprised by the appearance of a second rat, <laughs> just starts swinging his dagger wildly, unable to connect. Jamjop, your turn. Syndral, you're supposed to move up and get between me and the rat, and then I'm going to fire a uh, a electric arc at okay. this rat. The rat must make a reflex save. The rat must make a reflex save. How dare you? It's all part of my That's master 22. plan. 22. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. So was that a success or critical uh, What success? is the DC? It says based DC yes, that's 15. The one. Okay. All so right. 15. So a critical success would be a 25 or higher. He got a 23. Okay. So yes. he still takes half damage. All right. One. So that rat takes one damage. And you still have one action left. I am going to move up okay. the hallway. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to move there. So, uh, Jim Jop throws a, an arc of electricity at the rat, kind of singeing its fur a little bit, and then retreats back up the hallway. Now we are back to Elora. I'm going to uh, see if I can finish off this rat. Okay, do it up. That's a 23 to hit. That Not only is that a hit, that is a critical hit. So Ooh. go ahead and roll that critical Ooh. damage. Ooh. I like that okay. So you did a grand Six. total of 16 damage to it, which mm. obliterates that rat's skull. Yeah, no more rat. Splat the rat. Splat the rat. And I'm going to turn around, run back up, and say, Leave him alone, you rat bastard. And take your second attack. attack. number two. Oh, and that feels about right. <laughs> natural <laughs> one. I trip and fall on my face turning that corner. <laughs> I slip on one of those rocks. Okay. So now it's the rat's turn. He's going to keep on biting at this elf lady. I do nimble dodge. First attack is a 10. Second attack is a 16. Oh, come on, man. Every, Every time. time. 16 hits. <laughs> Matches. That's, ooh, four damage. Oh, not feeling too hot, coach. No, no, you're not. And I need a fortitude save. Oh, damn you. And the third attack is a 14 to hit. No. Okay. I critically pass. Just once. I want you guys to get a disease just once. Syndral, your turn. <laughs> Sindral's gonna attack three times. Twenty is a hit. Yay! There you go. There it is, with an eight damage. An eight damage. You manage to get this rat right under his little chin, and he just drops one quick, precise strike. Just drops this rat right to the ground. Excellent work, President's guards. We're clear down this way as well. Well, shall we check out the south first? Uh, sure. Sure. Okay, and that is what you see. So what's in this square? I rolled a 22 perception, which is max. Yeah, I got a 22. Uh, we <laughs> see everything in this room. Mm. What do you see, E? I say, even though I also Cinderella's busy uh, tending to his own wounds. You two are looking around, and you see in one corner, it seems like a collection of, like, basically useless things that the rat had brought back with it. This seems to be where it was, like, sleeping and nesting from. 
But among the random junk and useless bits of, like, dirt and mud and clay, you do find another dagger. Oh. Ooh. I pick up the dagger. Who would benefit from a dagger? I think the dagger and the club do the same damage, right? Uh, I believe the dagger is just a d4. The dagger is actually less than the club. Can you uh, dual wheel, Tom? I don't know. I wouldn't mind also having a dagger for just in case. If um, Sindral can use two daggers well, then I would rather see it. That's why I'm asking. If Sindral can rock that dagger better than me just having a dagger to have a dagger, yeah. give it to Sindral. Otherwise, I wouldn't mind being also armed like the rest well, of the Well, from my understanding, the way dual wielding works in 2nd edition, at least so far, is basically having two weapons really only just gives you more options for your second attack. You're still taking the same... Minus four or minus five penalty for that second attack, even if it's with an offhand weapon. It still just counts as your second attack for the round. Yeah. So wielding two right, daggers so, yeah. is I w- mechanically the same as having one dagger. Yeah, then I would just give it to Andrew. Or, I'm sorry. Excuse me, <laughs> yeah. Mr. President. I apologize. Apology accepted. And I do think the dagger is best in my hands, so that at least I have something. So... We've got a couple of daggers, we've got a club, we found some leather armor. I would say back where the rat came out of. So you guys are heading down that hallway where the rat came from. So you're coming in here. What's that blue thing? Um, First there's a little torch right over here. That that blue thing there, you can see it glistening in the torchlight, is a big, it's a big statue head. Appears to be some weird like monstrous figure. Do I recognize what kind of It just seems to be just a bit of like a gargoyle. It's not really depicting anything specific. So what else you guys do? You guys, uh, straight ahead, there's a short hallway with that that statue peeking out. And to the left of that is a locked door. I'm going to check out the spooky facade. Roll me a perception. Ten. Something about it seems a little off, but you're not immediately picking up what? I'm going to call in the, uh, the crow. Lady, gentlemen, please. Let me see what I can perceive with my peepers. I point at it, and as I'm walking by, I'm going to pick the torch up and see if something happens. Nothing happens. I put the torch back, and I'm going to step on out of the way. I got an 11. Back back to safety. Okay. All right, cool. So, Elora and Sindral, kind of similar results there. You're you're looking at the statue, and (laughs) it's... Other than it being, like, just this almost... uh, Just an odd-looking gargoyle face... Something about it seems off, seems incomplete. You're, you're standing there for a while, you're just kind of like looking it over, you're kind of like getting right up against the wall, looking at the side of it and everything else. After about 15 minutes or so, it hits you. This thing, like you look at the eye sockets, and despite not knowing what this creature is supposed to look like, you know that there is, there is something missing from the eye sockets. Like there should be something there that's missing. Mm. Possibly some sort of gem or key. Like donuts? Ah, Mort, put the donuts in. Do the donuts The donuts fit? do not fit. Let's let's carry on. I go up. I will follow. Unless Lord Protector interrupts and gets ahead of me. No, you Yeah? As long as you're not front in line, it's okay. No, I'm not a fool. I've been watching a lot of narcos. <laughs> I know that as president I need to wear my bulletproof vest. That's right. Don't George Bush that shirt. <laughs> oh no, a door. <laughs> and sitting next to this door, you can actually see what appears to be like a, a pull chain to one side 
Like, literally, it's just, like, a chain hanging down from the ceiling with what seems like a triangular handle at the end of it. It seems to be inviting you to pull it. Pull it. Huh. I pull it, and I hold on as tightly as possible in case if I drop. (laughs) Okay. So I'll hang there with one hand. I'll have that ready. (laughs) That's fair. So you, you give this chain a tug, and... It gives you some resistance, but you, you you give it a firm yank, and the grated portcullis in front of you just clangs and grinds and lifts up. It doesn't appear that anything else happens. It just seems like you you pulled to trip the mechanism, and it lifted up the door. Fair enough. Excellent. I love elaborate door opening <laughs> levers. Like, no, if I, if I were ever in any way ambitious enough to build my own spaces you would not get into any of my doors with a doorknob that would just not work it would be different every time it would not be never a doorknob that's that's for peasants be a puzzle to get into the bathroom so says the president so says the president doorknobs are for peasants when i am elected none of you will need a doorknob i'm ready to vote for you i'm also down with the doorknobs fuck them we can do it's better. A Zelda puzzle to get we to can the bathroom. do better than doorknobs. <laughs> we can do better than. Door oh, knobs. that's a platform to run on right there. All right, uh, Sindral yanks on that chain. The door opens. Uh, you guys kind of step in a little bit. You l- look up to the north, and you notice a a long room with what looks like looks like bars, almost like a jail cell, just off up to your left. Yeah, right up there. But as you turn the corner, you start heading up. Uh, roll perception for me. Thirteen. I got a twelve. <laughs> uh, Tom, what'd you get on your perception? Fucking nine. God damn. <laughs> All right, so you guys are turning the corner. Just slowly but surely, you can hear it getting louder and louder. You just hear like skittering claws, different than the rats. Ooh. You you just, you hear something big skittering towards you. Can I can I direct the troops sure. real quick? Sindral, why don't you take a step forward and Lord Protector E get in front of me. That way, when the big baddies come, you can both get out into the thick of it, and I will still be back here to shoot lasers. Sounds good to me. All right. And as you prepare to do that, you see three giant centipedes skitter their way into the, the light of the rock. And we will see you next time. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. Fortune favors the brave, the bold. Whatever that saying is, Tom. Remember it. Remember it.